Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Trent Owens. Uh, he's on Instagram as Melting underscore Pistons. He's got a YouTube channel. I've been following him for a really long time. He's got a, a really cool set of trucks there. They're 5.9 uh, common rails, and he's really passionate about racing, performance, racing in different classes. And I wanted to chat with him about how he does it people that have helped him what his goals are with these trucks and then ask him for some tips you know that, that he's things he's learned along the way with either you know building a truck to a certain point from the beginning to be able to save money or tips with sponsorships tons of different things so it's going to be a fun conversation before we get to it though i want to give a shout out to worldly custom fabrication we appreciate them being a sponsor of the podcast i encourage you if you're looking for upgraded parts that not only perform well but look well make sure and go to wcfab.com they build all their products here in the united states we've got a ton of different color options for you no matter what kind of truck you have what what uh, parts you're looking for they got a ton of cool things so make sure and check them out if you're a shop owner looking to sell WC Fab parts, go to turn14.com, get set up with them if you're not already. Their system is super easy to use as far as logging in. You put in a part number, you can see how many are in stock, when you could have it, what warehouse it's going to ship out of. You get you know email confirmation of the order, the tracking, everything like that. So they make the job super simple. Also want to remind all you guys, if you're not on our Discord, you need to jump on. There's going to be a link down below. We get a lot of questions for episodes. Um, a lot of our members give us feedback on what we should talk about, people that they want to hear from. There's a lot of really great things. So it's a way to engage with us directly. And also, I'm always on there. So you'll be able to chat with me, ask questions, get feedback on builds from other members. And for our Patreon subscribers, we also have some special perks. You get episodes that aren't heard on YouTube or any of the podcast apps. Um, we have different different uh, things where your truck can be our podcast cover for a month. You can be a producer for an episode. Lots of exclusive things. You'll find a link for that down below as well. All right, let's get to the podcast with Trent and chatting with him about his Cummins racing obsession. Trent, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I've uh, I've uh, really wanted to chat with you for a while. I've been following your Instagram page, and uh, red is my favorite color of truck, and I see two of them behind you, and I know there's a third one that we're going to get to, but uh, it's been really cool to watch your trucks progress, and I wanted to learn more about you, the trucks, your you know your passion for diesel, what you're doing with them, so I'm really excited to have you on. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me here. It's kind of a uh... I don't know. Been looking forward to it. I know we talked a while back and we just never got together, you know. So excited to be on here, man. I like what you're uh, what you're doing and enjoy listening to your stuff. It makes the ride to work to go go by a little bit faster. So <laughs> I hear that from a lot of listeners. They listen on their way in or their way home from work or sometimes on their lunch and and uh, there's just so much to cover. And I know the last kind of year year and a half or so has just been really crazy and hectic with everything going on. So it's cool to finally be able to chat with you and. And one of the, the main things is when I go on your Instagram page, I see I see two or three different trucks, and I can tell you're passionate about diesel performance and specifically Cummins trucks. Where did right. uh, where did that start? Where did it 
you know, what, what drew you to it initially? And then how did it progress into having, you know, several, several trucks and, you know, a couple that you raise? Well, um, back when, uh, when I was in college, um, I had an uncle that had a 05 Cummins uh, dually, just had a tune and exhaust on it at the time, nothing spectacular. And, uh, and it was in the wintertime. We were about to go out of town for something, and we were washing the truck, and the truck went to high idle. And um, it started doing that, that loping that some of the trucks, some of the Cummins do. Um, and I think it's actually related to injectors starting to go out. But the way that it sounded was like an old pulling tractor, you know, and it just – I loved it. And so I knew I had to have one when I finally got out of college, got a job where I could afford to, to do it. You know, I, I went ahead and bought my own. Um, and so I started looking and I wanted a 03 to 05 Cummins, just like what his was. His was dark blue. Yeah, I wanted the same thing. And uh, so I started searching. And like I said, my stipulation was it had to be a 03 to 05 and it couldn't be a red truck. Um, <laughs> that was the only things. And uh just so happened I bought it at 06 that was red. Um, so it was it was out of what I wanted, but the price was right. I actually knew the person that was selling it. The truck was clean. Um, so I went that route. And from there, man, it just, I don't know, red always seems to grab people's attention. You know, it just stands out and grabs my attention, especially once you start doing paint matching, get rid of the chrome and everything. Yeah. I just love the way they look. So, um, but yeah, man, I got the first one I had was that 06 crew cab that I guess most people really knew about. Um, and that one, you know, uh, the original plan was I wanted to put tunes on it and just just to wake it up a little bit and just drive it. Um, and then, of course, you know, the tunes, you got EFI Live, got a five position switch and you just can't help but turn it up. And yeah. uh, as soon as I turned it up, transmission slipped. So I knew it was time to go ahead and build a transmission. So uh, luckily, about an hour from me is Tim Barber with TRE Diesel. Uh, he's been in the game a long time and he definitely knows his stuff on him. I took it to him and he built the first transmission that was in that truck and then built trains and tunes. I took it to the track one time and uh, kind of got hooked from there. It just escalated quickly. And now, as you say, people that look at Instagram and stuff like that, you kind of see where it's led to. So kind of <laughs> snowballed pretty quick. <laughs> well, it was cool. You had sent me some links to your um, your build pages on Comp D and I was yep. you know reading through them and it was really cool to see how detailed, you know, the builds are and, and the, the, the different approaches you've taken with the trucks. I wanted to start with the one I've seen a lot of videos of, which is the one with the shell on the back. And I wanted you to have us walk us through that build, what your goals for the goals were with it and just how cool it is. Cause like when I see, when I see those videos, I don't remember what you're racing. It could have been a Camaro or it's, it's something else. And I see this truck roll up and you got a camper shell on the back and then you're just smoking it. And that's right. what, I think that's what pulls us all in at the start of diesel. I mean, that, that's, that was it for me as I saw a diesel truck go and just, it was running quick times and beat this car. And I thought, wow, it's really cool. I could have the room, I could have four wheel drive and it can go fast. And that's such an appeal of these. So I, that's, that's probably one of my favorite builds you have. I like them all in different ways, but that one, right. I'm always checking that one out. Right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So like I said, when I started, I had a 06, it was a crew cab and it, I built it strictly to be a 770 truck and I wanted to be able to tow with it. And when it was done, that's exactly what it did. It would run 770s on the street tires. Um, I could hook up to the gooseneck and tow my other truck to the track if I wanted to. Everything went great. Um, but quickly, I, I kind of outgrew 770. I wanted to go faster. I had a lot of emotional attachment to that truck. And so I didn't want to cut it up or start doing anything crazy. And so when I started evaluating things, I was like, man, you know, I could buy another truck for what it's going to cost to redo this whole thing. 
So uh, that's what I did. And that's the one, the one with the camper shell that's called a dad bod. That's the one that I've had now. And I kind of built it to, it can more than exceed the goals of what I wanted. And so going into it, I knew that I wanted that truck for 670. Uh, I figured that's a, a good goal. I could reach a stock bottom end. I can still keep it a street truck. Um, it didn't take too much work to do it. Uh, shed just a little bit of weight and uh, make everything happy. So I bought this truck. Um, when I bought it, it had a 72 on it. I had um, industrial injections, uh, dual fueler kit on it and had some ARP 2000s, valve springs, push rods and a uh, built transmission. That that was it. It was still stock injectors and uh, still pretty much 100 percent daily driver truck that uh, one of my buddies had built. And um, I had the truck for a week and I wasn't happy with the tuning that was on it. So I got with Ryan at Hardway. He wrote me some new tunes and two days later, the previously built transmission was no longer built. It, uh, <laughs> it, did, it only had first and third gear and it, I barely made it home. It was actually Christmas Eve night that it let loose. So I uh, brought it home and uh, it set up for a couple months while I was trying to get the funds right. I took it back to Tim up at CRE and um, had him go through it. And he found a few issues. Uh, the transmission actually had a lot of the right parts in it but a lot of the clearances hadn't been set right in it. And so it just didn't hold up. So he went through, redid everything. Um, my buddy, you've actually had him on here, Matt Sanger. Um, he had just finished designing that solid input shaft. And I think the input that's in that truck is the fifth one that he made. Um, so it's one of the first ones that went in that truck. Um, anyways, slapped it together, brought it home, um, daily drove it with the same setup that was on it when I bought it other than transmission. And, um, once I got through the break-in period on the transmission, I knew I was like, you know, wanted to go ahead and clean it up, take some weight out of it and start pushing it towards that 670 goal. And so the truck ended up being down for about, shoot, it ended up almost being a year. I think that it was down just because I, as I started tearing stuff apart, I found more that I wanted to do um, until now it's at the point that it is today. Um, currently it's got a uh, slosh fab turbo kit. It's a uh, force inductions T676 on it, um, running that as a single, and it actually street drives amazing. Um, probably couldn't tow anything with it, but as far as, like I said, street driving, go get groceries, drive it to the track and race, it does great. Um, the engine is still basically the way that it was when I bought it. Still stock bottom in, valve springs, push rods. At Truck Wars last year, it blew the head gasket, so we pulled the head off of it, put a new gasket, went back with 625s, and just slapped it back together. I didn't do what I probably should have done as far as getting everything remachined and whatnot, but wanted to get it back together for Rudy. So that's what we did. And so far it's still holding. Um, it's got Exergy 250% overs. And um, really as far as the engine goes, that's it. I've got some billet goodies from uh, King speed to dress it up a little bit. Um, I took it up to Pennsylvania uh, last year, right after I got it running and my buddy, Brian Durf, which is battleship six, seven, everybody knows on Instagram. Oh yeah. He, I've seen this truck. Full, <laughs> yeah, he did the full wire tuck on it for me. And man, that's probably one of the favorite things I've done to this truck. Um, you know, it it makes it look a whole lot nicer. But one thing you don't really think about going into that is how much easier it is to work on the truck. Because yeah. now you don't have all these wires and everything in the way. If there's anything you need to do, you can just easily access everything. Um, I've got uh, all of the hose kits that are on it, the braided hoses and nylon hoses. They're all from uh, Kevin at Full Send Diesel. Um, he did all those hoses for me. Um, other than that, I did 
did some paint matching to it. Like I said, just cleaning everything up. Truck's still a full Laramie interior. It's got leather heated seats. Still got heat and air conditioning, radio, car seats in the back, uh, everything. Um, as I said, the goal for the truck was to be a 670 street truck. The very first pass I ever made in it, I ran it on tune one. It went a 7-1 at 99. Um, so then I bumped it up to tune two, and I got it down to a 680. Um, and now, as I said, the way it sits, I'm racing it at 670 index uh, with on tune three. So I've still got two more levels of tuning I can go up. Um, that's fuel only. Uh, like I said, stock bottom end, and it's performing. It's been running that way for about a year now. Um, haven't had any issues out of it other than, like I said, it popped the head gasket trying to push a thousand horsepower out of uh, those ARP 2000s. But other than that, man, the, the truck's been kicking and street, like I said, street drives awesome. I, I love the truck, man. My favorite setup I've done on one yet. So Now, as far as the that truck, well, I guess even all of them, as well as when, when you're looking to build it to a certain level, where do you find great information or help to to do it if you have questions or you're not sure? you know, what combination of air, fuel, tuning, um, you know, just everything that goes into being able to race and then make them reliable. You know, where do you get help from? Right. Well, a lot of that, man, I would say, depending on what you're trying to do, you can start out looking on some of the forums. You just got to be really careful because there's so much false information out there. So be real careful who you listen to to start with. But the first thing I would suggest doing is figuring out who you want to tune the truck. Because from that point, you can get their advice because every tuner has setups that they like better than others. They like certain brands of injectors they, that are better than others. They like certain turbo setups better. So I like to go all to the tuner first because, you know, that in the end, that's what ties it all together. And you yeah. want everything to work together good. You know, when you try to piece together something, man, it you don't know what your out, uh, outcome is going to be. You know, you might fight through a bunch of bugs and just make your life difficult. And in the end, I mean, it, not being funny, it's a Cummins. They've been around forever. They've been making power forever. People have been making them fast forever. There's proven setups. You know, you don't have to rewrite the book. It's not like, you know, it's a new new truck that's coming out. Not like you're trying to make a six liter or a seven three fast, you know, where there's not a whole lot of guys doing it. You know, these trucks, they're a dime a dozen making a thousand horsepower. Just set your goals. You know, do you want to tow with it? You want to daily drive it? You want to leave it stock motor? You know, whatever you want to do, you know, get, get that idea behind you. Reach out to your tuners and, um, from there, you know, the more you start doing it, you'll start making more connections. Um, like I said, me personally, Ryan tunes my trucks. Um, and I, he's been a really great resource for me when it comes to trying to size the fuel setup with the turbo I'm going to run to try to reach my goals. Um, Tim and Chris, at TRE Diesel, they, like I said, been doing my transmission since day one at almost nine years ago when I first started doing this. And um, they've, they're not just transmission experts. They're great with everything mechanically when it comes to these trucks. So they've been a good resource for me. And then, like I said, Matt Sander, he, he designed the input shaft, but when it comes just to freaking anything mechanical, the dude's a whiz, he's extremely smart. So he's been a great resource for me as well. I've always, I think I've known Ryan uh, looking about 10 years, maybe nine years. And the first time I did custom tuning, he, he did it. And what I always appreciated about Ryan is if I asked him what to run, he would tell me, Hey, this is what'll work. If you don't want to do it and don't want to go fast, don't listen to me. But if you do want to go right. fast, this is what you need to do. And then <laughs> that's I, right. Well, I, I like his personality, man. A lot of guys, they, you see every once in a while, somebody talks about he's a jerk or they don't like him, this and that. I mean, really, you just got to understand him. You know, he, he's been doing it a long time 
And, you know, in the end, if you have somebody that doesn't want to listen to you, it's going to be a bad relationship from the get go, you know? So, yeah. you know, if you're asking him for advice, then obviously you know that he knows more than you do, you know? So, um, like I said, I, I enjoy his personality and it, like he's never steered me in the wrong direction. So. I think that what you mentioned there with, you know, the platform is really important because I, you know, doing podcasts is I, I talk to guys who are Cummins enthusiasts or Max Power Stroke. And when it comes to the Cummins side of things, you're right. It's, it's been done so many times in so many different ways. There's a wealth of knowledge out there, what combination of parts work. And, you know, on the other side for the Duramax and Power Stroke guys is they say, well, I don't want to do it like everyone has done it. I want to do it this way. I want, I want to use this platform and, you know, they find excitement in that, but I think it's really important to be able to find you know, which platform you want to go with and then who are the leaders or who are the people that would fit best in your build, like uh, Turbo Tom mentioned, is right. in his podcast is just getting all these companies to either talk together or the tuner or whoever you're talking to is familiar with these different right. parts and setups. It just saves so much time versus, you know, swapping parts, selling it, going with That's different right. Injectors. This is right. he, he, did a, he did a really good job explaining that. You know, I listened, like I said, just the other day, listened to that podcast you had with him. And the way that he worded that was great. You know, like I said, just, you know, getting everything to work well together. You know, if you try to piece together some some random stuff, you know, there's no telling what the outcome's going to be. You might end up with broken parts. You're not going to get the results you need, whatever. You know, and like I said, this has been done so many times. You know, you can pick and choose whatever route you want to go with your build. And there's, dozens of different ways to do it just pick one and go with it and it's gonna work you know so now with that mega cab is that that's the daily driver right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's correct. That's correct. Now, have you left that one stock or have you done some upgrades on it? <laughs> so far, it's it's pretty much stock. Um, when I got it, it was essentially a bone stock SLT mega cab. Um, I brought it home and I did, first thing I did was all the paint matching, the Laramie front clip, all of that, just to match the rest of the trucks. Um, and it's got, I was told when I bought it, it has a 50 horsepower tow tune. If it does, I don't know who's tuning it, but it is extremely weak. Um, I've really wanted to get Ryan to retune that one, but it's still on a stock transmission. So I know as soon as I get it tuned, I'm going to turn it up and it's going to be a rabbit hole with that one as well. So I'm trying <laughs> to leave it alone for right now. Um, but like I said, I've, I put uh, the 20 inch Laramie wheels on it. It's got some uh, Mickey Thompson's on it. And other than that, it's paint matched and left it alone. It's got um, a K&N intake on it, I think, and it five inch exhaust and it's left it alone. Um, I started piecing stuff together for a transmission build. Um, just trying to find, you know, some used takeoff stuff and, you know, trying to take my time with it. Uh, all of those funds are trying to get dedicated towards a regular cab. And so I don't want to, like I said, start down a rabbit hole with that one because I do have a lot of plans for that truck. I kind of want to replicate what my last one was as far as a 770 tow rig. Um, but like I said, for now, it's going to be left alone. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw that on your Instagram, the regular cab. And I know uh, 
you know, usually when guys are going to regular cabs because they want to go faster and they want less weight and there's, it's, it's going to be a dedicated, you know, race truck. I saw you got a cage in it and some other things, but yeah. tell us a little bit about that truck and, and uh, what your goals are for it and what you're building it towards. Right. Well, like I said, it took me, I think from start to finish, it was almost two years building the crew cab. And when I started the goal, like I said, was 670. And as I was building the truck, when I got about six months out from finishing it, I'm like, man, this ain't gonna be fast enough. You know, I, I really want to push for that five second pass. And so I started looking into, you know, doing fiberglass on it and just shedding all the weight out of it. But the more I looked at it, man, the truck is just too clean. It's still the original paint. And other than just real light scuffs where people weren't careful washing it, I mean, it it's immaculate. Interior is spotless. I, mean, I just, I couldn't bring myself to cut it up. And so I was like, you know, I just need to look and try to find something else to build. Um, and I wasn't really looking hard. And I found a regular cab roller. It was a 05, I think. It was dark blue. Um, and it was a fairly decent price. Had a little bit of rust. And so I, I decided I was going to go get that one. It was really cheap. Well, about a week out from buying it, the guy messaged me and said, hey, look, man, I've decided I'm basically getting out of it altogether. Um, I can't make up my mind what I want to do. I have another truck I don't know if you'd be interested in, but it matches the rest of them. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Well, he had a 2006 red Laramie regular cab roller. And so I was like, well, heck yeah, what do you want for that? Ended up being the same price, essentially. I was like, well, shoot, yeah, let's go that route. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, and it, it sat around for just a little bit while I got the uh, crew cab truck running the way I wanted. But as soon as I got that one going down the track, I started taking everything out of that um, regular cab. And it, it ended up, man, it was really a perfect truck for this because the bedsides were rusted out. The doors were rusted. All of that would be fiberglass anyways. So went ahead and chunked them. It was a Laramie. So I did take out all the Laramie interior and just completely stripped the truck down to nothing. Um, that one is at my buddy's shop now, Trey Dunham at Dunright Fab. Um, he's done a roll cage in it. And we've got the frame chopped on it now. It's going to be getting back halved. And then uh, redo the front suspension a little bit. I just finished up following Turbo Tom's videos, actually. Um, got all the stuff together for doing the rack and pinion conversion on the front of it. Um, so we're going to be doing that to get a little more weight out of it. And um, yeah, hopefully here in the next, I don't know, hopefully in the next month or so, I'll have the truck back home where I can start putting it together. Um, that one, the goal for it, it it's not really going to be a street truck anymore, obviously. Um, and I'm hoping it'll be extremely detuned running 590. Um, I, I don't have the funds to compete with the pro street guys. You know, that's that's a whole nother level, you know. So my goal is just to be able to detune it. It'd be super reliable and run 590 day in and day out. And then what I really would like to do, I'm going to run small tire on it and try to run some of my local small tire events for a little bit and just see, I mean, those small tire guys are flying, but if I can make it through a couple rounds with them, it'd be pretty neat. So that's going to be the ultimate goal for it. I just thought of a question to ask you when you were mentioning like competing with pro street. And I think back maybe six years, five, six years. And then back to when I got into diesel is like pretty much anybody, if, if you had the right combination of parts, had the right tuning, you could go out there and run really fast times that, you know, people all over the country would be like, wow, that's, you know, that's a fast truck. And then there was an right. incredible like leap forward in technology. I'm not sure if it was, I'm sure ultimate call out challenge had something to do with it. And these companies oh, yeah. investing a lot into making them go faster. And it, it's almost like the racing side of it has changed a lot from 
it, well, in the sense of you have to really have a goal of what you want to compete in, or you can try, you know, to try to go out there and compete with a 2,500 horsepower, you know, vehicle or 2,000 horsepower is, is different than something at 1,000 or 12 or 1,300. So when you look at it from that perspective, how have you analyzed the different classes, the different competitions you could get into and, you know, really kind of narrow down your builds? You're not constantly changing it or not having to redo everything to get into a different class. Right. Yeah. Like you said, you really got to, it's, it's actually like a combination, you know, how fast do you want to go is one, obviously, but the next thing is, you know, how much money do you have, you know, because yeah. in ODSS, you know, that's a, a strictly diesel circuit, you know, and they've got their own classes, but unless you intend on following that circuit every year, or you plan on making every single race to me, it didn't make any sense for me to, focus all of my funds to building a truck to try to run pro street with those guys, because I, I can't take that much vacation from work, you know, to go to all these events. But luckily I live in an area where I can easily make both of these events. I can make Holly rock. I could possibly make a couple of the other ones that are a little bit closer, you know, um, but I live a mile away from my local drag strip. And so I can go run events there all the time. I've got another track that's an hour away. They've got classes that are like, they call a stock block class. So as little, as long as it's running a block that came in a factory vehicle, you can race in it. And I think they capped that class at 570s. So I was looking at it, man, if I put small tires on that truck, I can run in a small tire class. I can run in the stock block class. I can run 590 at all the ODSS races. So, you know, it, it kind of left it well-rounded where I can, you know, pretty much pick and choose wherever I want to go. There's some kind of class that I can um you know, fall into. Yeah. So that, that, that's how I pick, you know, that one. Um, but like I said, a lot of it comes down to funds, you know, not anybody can just go out and build, you know, say a 590 truck, 670 truck, even 770 trucks. You know, the nice thing say with ODSS events is they have ET class. And with that one, you can literally take a bone stock truck and go out and run. And over the years, you know, save your money, put a little bit into the truck here and there. Eventually you get it up to 770 level you can start running 770 with some of the guys, you know, and that, that's the nice thing about those events is that, you know, you can, you can work your way up to a class. You don't have to come into the game with thousands and thousands of dollars to dump into a truck just because you want to race, you know, you can fall in somewhere and have fun. So that's what, uh, I don't know, I guess going back to it, that's kind of how I look at it as far as what you're going to do with a truck is just, you know, how much money do you have to put into it and how many events and what, tracks are you going to go to you know um what exactly are you actually going to do with the truck yeah so. yeah that's really important to be able to do that and i think work your way work your way into it because it's so hard to you know one find you know say a good truck that that you want to drive and you know looks the way you want you might have to put some money into it aesthetically but then to turn around and do a built engine built transmission suspension air fuel yep. all these things it's so hard to do it all at once and, and i really like being able to ease into it and, you know, make sure you're really passionate about it. I've known some people that they love diesel. They thought they would love racing. They go do it a few times and they're like, man, I just, I know I'm going to get hooked on this. I just need to leave it where it is. Cause I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. And then other people right. are like, I just went out on a whim and raced and now I'm hooked and you know, I'm, yep. I'm building a race truck. So that's, yep. that's, that's yep. really like cool. Like you said, I, I've seen people before, man, like you said, they'll go out to the track and uh, they'll watch them run. They're like, man, that is awesome. I've got to do it. And they start dumping a ton of money into a truck. And, as, and by the time it's said and done, they've dumped a lot of money and the truck's still not running right. And they're like, man, this is too expensive. And so they end up selling the truck or parting it out dirt cheap 
and all they did was waste a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, it, it's good to make sure this is something you really want to do before you start throwing too much money into it. Like I said, and kind of like you mentioned, you know, starting, you know, kind of download, work your way up, make sure you really want to put this much time and effort into it because, you know, it's not just money. You know, you, it takes a lot of time to do this stuff, especially if you're trying to do a lot of it yourself. You know, it yeah. takes away from a lot of family time, especially you're still working a full time job, you know, and then traveling to an event. You know, an event might only be a one or two day event, but you might have five or six days tied up in it just dr- between driving to and from. So, you know, all of that needs to come into consideration. One of the questions I thought of asking you, because I, I, I love clean trucks and yours are, are so clean. Anytime I see videos of them is what, how do you keep them so clean? Like, do, do you keep them in the garage? Like, do you spend a lot of time detailing them? How do you keep, you know, that color looking so good? Like, I don't think I saw a swirl mark on, on the dad bod <laughs> or anything. And I'm like, uh, Man, I, I know red's a really nice color, but it's hard to keep that clean. Yeah. Well, that's probably the best investment I've ever done as far as a trying to do a truck and keeping it clean and all is what you can kind of see behind the corner of the mega cab is like buying a shop. That's the best thing I've done. The the dad bought, it does not get driven in the rain. If there's even a chance of rain, it doesn't get driven. Um, In fact, I took it to a local kind of cars and coffee style meet not too long ago. And there was a chance of rain and people started filing out. And I was like, no, so I'm not leaving. So I know it's not going to rain because if it (laughs) rains, somebody's taking me home and I'll come get it tomorrow, you know, because um, that truck, I don't have fender liners in it. And so, um, you know, if I drive it in the rain, the engine bay gets wrapped up and it takes forever to clean. And I spent so much time getting it clean. The best thing to do is just keep it clean. You know, don't don't even take a chance with it. So, yeah, man, it stays in the shop 24 seven unless I'm at an event. Um, And really, man, I haven't washed it in probably a year and a half. It gets wiped down with quick detail. And that's about it. (laughs) It it, uh, it, is pretty simple to keep clean. Like I said, you keep it in the shop. The uh, the mega cab, it. It's not uh it's not as nice as the uh the crew cab is, but Instagram filters can do a lot for it. <laughs> taking uh take a picture from far enough away the way the lighting is and all it, but no, it don't look bad. But but yeah, man, they uh like I said, they just try to keep them clean. That's that's the main thing. I'm really reg- ready to get the uh regular cab back because like I say, you know, I, I try to take pride in my stuff. Um a lot of guys they you either, you get like one or two things. You get a truck that looks really, really good but it just doesn't really perform right. Or you get a truck that performs amazing, but the person just really doesn't care about the way it looks. Yeah. And I try to kind of blend the two, you know, I want the truck to look good, but I also want it to perform. And, um, you know, I've done that some with the, the crew cab truck, but the regular cab, I've got a lot of stuff that's planned people that I've talked to that one I plan to make way nicer than, uh, than the crew cab truck is. So hopefully that one, like I said, all come together by the end of the year. And I, have something else we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I love about events. And like one of my favorite parts of uh shy diesel extravaganza, I only went a couple times, but I love to be able to go and um, where they had the show and shine and just be right. able to see, and you could tell the difference between, you know, a truck that's probably not driven very much. And one that, you know, the guy drives every day and just right. the amount of effort they put into keeping them as clean as they do. And then you go see them go down the track and you're like, well, it, it does both. And, and right. so I know it's tough to do to right. you know, to do both of it, but or both of them. But um, that's a that's a really cool part. I did want to ask you because I know you know your your truck pictures, your truck videos, your YouTube videos get a lot of traction. 
And for any of our audience that are listening, they're like, man, I really like what Trent was talking about. This is what I want to do. Um, I want to follow him. What are ways that people can connect with you on social media and YouTube to be able to find out your builds, information, you know, updates, things that you're working on? Right. Um, if you're looking for really information on just what is done to the trucks, um, I've actually went on Competition Diesel. Not many people follow the old school forums anymore, but I went on Competition Diesel and every truck I've got, I've gone in and put in, you know, breakdown step-by-step step, every single thing that is done to each one of the trucks. I'm not one of these guys that's secretive about anything. If you have any questions, I can answer anything you have to ask. If I don't know the answer, I'll point you in the direction of somebody that can help you out. Um, so like I said, I tried to put all the information I can out there. Um, if you're just interested in what I've got going on, um, like you said, on Instagram, it's melting underscore pistons. I put a lot of pictures of the uh, crew cab and videos from events. Um, and then just, day in day out things that we're doing and then um you had somebody on here not long ago was talking about sponsorships and um they were kind of explaining it as it you know it's kind of like a business transaction you know like you know if somebody gives you a sponsorship it, you know they're expecting something in return they're not just giving you free stuff you know and what they're looking for you know is you know some kind of support you know um whether it be going to the drag strip and representing their product or whatever well the way my work schedule is i make very few events i'll make like i said rudy's holly rock truck wars and then some car shows um so i i try to use my social media platforms as you know a way to repay those guys and if you notice every single picture i ever post of my vehicles i always tag the companies that are involved in it because i try to like i said support them the way that they've supported me and um i had a few people ask me about you know why don't i start up a youtube channel and so i said you know what i'll give it a shot and um I'm not great with it. I, it's awkward talking to a camera. It's kind of hard to do, but I said, you know what, I'll give it a shot and I'm, I'm trying to run with it. Um, but I say that to say this, you know, that's just another way I'm trying to, uh, you know, return the favor to these guys. I do have some people, like I said, Matt Sander at uh, Sander Performance, Tim and Chris up at TRE, uh, Kevin at Full Sin, you know, a bunch of these guys that are willing to help me out anytime I need anything. And this is just a way for me to return the favor to them, you know, whenever I have a chance just to try to get their products out there on every platform that I can. So, um, and then I did recently start a TikTok too. I'm not really sure why, but I just post truck videos on there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a, that's pretty much the easiest way. If anybody's looking to see what's going on or looking for information, um, that, that's where they can find me. Perfect. Trent. Well, I appreciate you chatting with us. I've, I've been following you for a really long time. I love the trucks, love what you're doing with them. And I love the story behind it too, how you're, you know, you're, you're working on them as you can putting together really solid setups and different, you know, kind of platforms for different right. goals and how you do it. I know a lot of people identify with it. So I'm glad we're able to connect, chat about these trucks and, uh, you know, tell us a bit more about your story and, and what you're doing in diesel performance. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. Been looking forward to it. <laughs> Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to WCFab.com. If you're looking for parts to upgrade your truck, you want them to look as, as good as your truck does. You want them built in the United States. They've got a ton of different options for you. If you have any questions, give them a call. They're more than happy to chat with you guys and make sure you're getting the product that you need and also to be able to perform how you want it to perform. If you're a shop owner looking to offer their products, Go to turn14.com. You can get set up with them if you aren't already. They make the process super easy to be able to order parts, get tracking, get invoices for your books, everything like that. Also wanted to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon supporters, Texas Diesel Supply and Wrights Diesel Services. If you're looking 
for ways to be able to get more content from the diesel podcast. We have exclusive episodes there for you guys. You can chat with us one-on-one. I can answer your questions. There's also certain benefits that we, we offer for you guys. Like we're going to have giveaways to be able to have your truck be our podcast cover for a month. You can be a producer of the episode listed on our show notes. Lots of really cool things until next time. Keep the shiny side up.